What's up, y'all? How are we doing today? This is another episode of the Game High Podcast, where we talk about sports, video games, and everything in between. It's your boys Chip and Carlo back at it again, and we are rolling with more guests. What do you think, Carlo? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, before we go over everything as Chip, uh, we wanted to thank again uh, to you, you know, our dear, dear listeners, for sticking with us every week. So, alam mo, <clears throat> Chip, ever since actually... We, we released the episode for our last guest and the previous episodes that we have. We have constant naman yung growth natin with our um, audience and with the people listening mm. in. And actually, still, still, still from, from different countries, right? And okay. speaking of our last guest trip, alam mo ba, ever since that we spoke to Miss Tessa Hasmines, okay. yeah, um, ano ako eh, nasa trip down to memory lane ako, honestly. <laughs> Kasi yung love for, yung love niya for UP, was highly mm-hmm. infectious. Sobrang, alam mo yun, nakaka-ano lang, nakaka-aliw lang din makita yung parang passion niya when she talks about UP. And mm-hmm. then, so ako naman, bigla akong, okay, nunod ako ulit ng mga San Beda games, mga Red Lion games, even Red sa Cubs. Oh, sa YouTube. Okay. Yung mga full games um, sa PCCL, sa um, NCAA. So, pero bigla din mga nakikita ko mga um, recordings eh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mga natatalo sila against Ateneo so medyo okay pero okay lang um, but yeah I mean nakakamiss talaga manood ng basketball life well actually I feel the same way um, whenever I watch the NBA these days nakikita ko medyo empty yung arenas uh, and of course wala pa we haven't done anything you know to watch live uh, in the stadiums so but like I said we could have spent hours just listening and talking to her about sports her, her sports stories yeah absolutely you know, she, she's, mm. she is what like a treasure trove of knowledge and experience with what she has gone through for the past how many years or so in the in the industry but yeah here's hoping we get to have her back on the show right? yeah but mm-hmm. equally tonight equally exciting pala rather yeah, tonight yeah. is we would like to welcome our guest tonight she is an associate editor the associate editor for one esports pardon me for that she's a tournament host among many others plus she's a sci-fi geek mm-hmm. and uh, I can't wait about this medyo medyo kinikiligaw rin sa, sa prep natin eh. <laughs> okay. please welcome guys Mika Fabelia welcome Hi, Mika Thank you welcome, so Mika. much for having me. Of course, Please, you're very, you, very welcome. Thank you so much, then, uh, for for joining us tonight. Um, but yeah. before that, Carlo, we would like to do a high five, uh, like do the high five segment before mm. we go into the details with with Mika here. Sure. Um, a high five, because uh, as you guys may know and have heard in our previous episodes, high five. Our high five segment basically entails about anything positive that we have experienced. Very recently, either today, yesterday, days ago, or even the past week. Yeah. Um, and Some, something we, recent. Something recent, essentially. Yeah. No, anything mm. positive. But because we have our guest, yes. we would like to have her do her. Uh, we would like her to do the honors of sharing her high five for the week or her recent yeah. high five. So, Mika, that. what yeah. has been your or what is your high five? Yeah, so I actually wanna sort of like talk about today, uh, mm. this weekend actually. As I as I mentioned to you guys earlier before we started um, the podcast, this is the first weekend that I've had since Christmas, and even that wasn't really a break in itself because I was working over the Christmas weekend. So I'm actually really thankful for this weekend that I finally get to rest, wow. and you know, just even regularly, just you know, um, 
play games leisurely because mm. I usually do it for work. So the like, play games at my own pace. I got to take a nap in the afternoon. You right. know, I, I I got to I got to clean my house at my <laughs> own pace. I got to take the longest shower ever and put all of like these scrubs cool. and whatnot, and you know, just relax and everything. Nice. So I'm actually really thankful for for this weekend because it it was a break, and mm. I also want to remind everybody that you know because of this whole work from home setup, it can get really confusing. The borders are mm. really thin with work mm-hmm. and uh, you know and, and not work your not work mm. life so sometimes there is no border at all so I, right. I you know I just want to remind people as much as I'm reminding myself that you know when you can't take a break really take a break you know Correct. log off of whatever apps you guys are using from work mm. don't mm. feel obliged to reply because you deserve that break. You deserve that break. I'm looking at myself. <laughs> so, you yeah. deserve nice. that break. Sabay may biglang may podcast recording. Bigla kong game hype. Medyo ko lang. Sorry. No, pero I kind of uh, hear myself, you know, with you. Kasi when I also tell my my colleague or, you know, my 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 team, is pag nag-vacation ka, vacation ka, right? Kaya yung mga sinasabi mong, you know, if you are... Don't feel obliged to reply because it's your weekend, right? And it's it's something that you get really to. It's a rare and rare instance like you, you get to enjoy on a weekend. Na leisure ka lang naglalaro, right? I, I get what you mean. So yeah, absolutely. Ka high five, high five, yan chip, no? That's what you call me time. <laughs> me time. Me time. Yes. Yung yung ganun uh, part, no? Me ka time. So, well, I don't know. <laughs> me. Me ka time. Me yeah. Me ka time. That's her me time. Yeah. All right. I'll high five to that. I'll high five to that. I'll high five to that. High five. High five. High five, guys. All right. Okay, good. Let's get into it, Carlo. Why don't you take the lead so, on this one? So, Mika, how are you? Um, how are you doing? I know that you talked about your weekend already, but personally, you know, how are things with you? How are you dealing with, um, you know, current quarantine still? Like, a uh, year plus how many days already that we are in this situation, you know? So, how are you doing? Yeah, I think I think I'm doing a lot better than I was last year. That's okay. that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was really confusing last year, I'm sh- as I'm sure it was for a lot yeah. of people, mm-hmm. because we really weren't sure where we were going, how exactly to get back on our feet. Um, particularly in in my industry, which deals with a lot of events, right. a lot of us were very 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 lost, and we really mm. weren't sure, you know, what how to continue even. So mm-hmm. I would say that uh, 2021 has been a lot kinder. Mm. It looks a lot brighter, um, and yeah, it, it feels it feels a lot better. It feels a lot steadier and mm. more stable than 2020 does. I'm sure that that bears um, uh, that go- goes the same way for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been really good. Very hectic, but the good kind of hectic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, Actually, parang parang isa pang high five yun Carlo. Eh. Oh my, oh my. For her her positive um, perspective, mm-hmm. I would say, and that goes with the energy that she's parang siyang naka ano, yeah. naka, naka energy drink or something. But correct, correct. I think that's that's kind of natural. <laughs> Pero Mika, curious to know what what was that adjustment for you? Like, I mean, everyone had this hectic kind of um, really rough transition, right? Going into a work from home setup. Pero you, you know, just keep being curious here. You know, be someone in the event space. How was that? How were you, how were you able to transition to you know the the setup that we have now versus the ones that you had um, before? Well, um, everybody kind of thought that like, oh. 
Esports is easy because it's already, you know, online. Mm. So so mm. you guys are easy and then, you know, right now esports is basically the only sport that can really have to happen effectively because mm-hmm. of the our safety protocol and all. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot that goes into esports than just logging into the game. Right. There is a whole production team behind everything and we had to transition a lot we are still dealing with you know even even for example the teams that are playing against each other online mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. might have different isps they might have different connections mm-hmm. that leads to a difference in their gameplay we have had competitions wherein somebody couldn't play effectively and had to be disqualified because of their because because of their you know uh maybe internet problems connectivity right. problems right. which oh. wouldn't happen if it was in an on-site event mm-hmm. so there are so many things mm-hmm. other than that on the talent side on the broadcaster side you know we have to deal with a lot of um, connectivity issues again um, mm-hmm. we need to watch a stream instead of actually watching the game itself right. so there is some buffering time we are a little bit behind is that actually what's oh, happening no. in with the teams so you know and and on the production i don't even want to get into how the prod <laughs> guys are feeling the league operations guys who are really just the mvps of every esports event right, right now because right. they they are the, the ones that are operating everything making sure the the stream of the games gets to the broadcasters making sure you know vice versa the games everybody is uh, you know okay all of their you know connections are okay you know they have to have trial games sometimes just to make sure that you know there are no lag issues mm-hmm. so there are a lot of things that we had to adjust to on the esports side mm-hmm. um other than esports i also used to do live events so transitioning into online events was also quite an adjustment i had to mm-hmm. learn how to be my own tech team mm-hmm. um you know where you have a live event you usually have a script and then you just you know talk and perform and everything right. this time it was like okay now i'm doing the picture taking now i'm doing this now i'm doing <laughs> uh now I'm, I'm 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 writing my own flow and i'm making sure that the speaker is you know spotlighted next mm-hmm. or whoever you know because of all of these different changes it's it's been really different but um i'm glad that at least people are starting to get the hang of things um mm. but yeah i really i really hope this blows over soon and yeah there's mm. nothing like a, a, a you know a, a big event especially yeah. in esports yeah i'm 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 sure you know madaming um opportunities for us to really Build on what's happening right now, and eventually get ourselves out there and really do this. Mga normal na, I think, yung mga ginagawa natin from from before. So that's really really interesting. Uh, I'm again, you know, for for someone who enjoys watching streams and and um, production events like what you're doing, Mika. We rarely get to have an insight into the things that ha- happens in the background, right? Yung mga backend mm. support and what's happening. So that's really, I would say, it's a tough and interesting way of to transition out. Um, we'll get into the esports bit, uh, Mika, for sure. Uh, we're very excited to talk to you about that. But is this your first time um, uh, doing a podcast? Or it being is... a guest in a podcast? Or being a guest, yeah, sure. No, Whatever. it is not. Um, I actually was recently a guest. A lot of people invite me for uh, many mm. different topics. I, I, I wear, I have worn a lot of many, many hats in mm-hmm. my life. So usually in, in the creative industry, um, I, I was a performer um, years ago as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I was invited on a podcast that talked about the esports course on the oh, Ray Maru oh. Files. 
controversial mm-hmm. topic. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> controversial topic, very much so. So okay. yeah, I, I I do enjoy doing podcasts. Um, and you know, just basically talking to people about uh all of these things that I'm very very passionate about. I actually yeah. also on the other side had a have a geeky like podcast with my friends as well. Mm. We're like. Five geeks, and we actually oh, like oh. did an episode review of like WandaVision, The Mandalorian, oh, and most recently nice. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, cool, cool! Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm for sure yeah. I'm going to be searching for that. Um, That's Fiber Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Fiber Watch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Quick plug yon para kay Mika. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, Pero um, ikaw Mika ba? Um, what have your what are what are your thoughts with this new form of media? You know, delving away from TV, from radio. I mean, I the the in the media, like tech continues to evolve. Like, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like it's a uh, we're entering a new wave right now because, like, okay, when we had we had, we had TV and it was made very very accessible, and we had movies as well. We're now entering this new wave of entertainment where everything has to be interactive, mm-hmm. and it's not just. Um, interactive in the sense that like the fans get to decide or the fans get to comment now we're you know it's so easy for creators to interact with communities it's interactive also in the sense that now you get to be the creator because everybody can put up you know their own content right yeah. now mm-hmm. um, it's so easy just click live on Facebook and th- there you go that's your start so it, it is very interactive in that sense it's also becoming a very individual I don't know if it's how it's individualistic sort of Yeah. network yeah. because everybody now is um, hearing all these different voices that weren't heard before mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so you know you can get it, it's I feel like it's really interesting because you're getting content from everywhere from all facets right. of life from you know different you know you see all these TikTok creators for example mm-hmm. you saw the recent one about the grab drivers dancing right <laughs> right. everybody gets their chance at actually creating content and I mm. feel like you know it's encouraging everybody to be a lot more creative right. it can mm. also be very um, oversaturated uh, yeah. which can also of course like for example the gaming space uh, I have a lot of friends that wanted to start up streams and everything and then they realized it was it was very oversaturated it was hard to break in because you already have these people that have like hundreds of thousands of millions of followers already and it's very hard for a small streamer to, to set up it's mm-hmm. it's that but I feel like it's it's part it's part of this because everybody's voices are now so amplified creators small content creators consumers and everything mm-hmm. cool. may science cool. may science may science behind that <laughs> I like it <laughs> And then, going to the details. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mika, so you mentioned, uh, so probably would you agree with me that the upside of the, uh, creating content with, with the technology that we have these days, would you say or would you agree with me that uh, the upside is really the diversity of content, right? Um, do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I, I do. I do agree that it can be very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be... Uh, It can be very diverse in the sense that you know you uh, different voices get opportunities to create. Mm-hmm. Whether or not those voices are amplified, I mean, because we have all of these you know huge influencers, for example, versus right. like micro influencers and everything. There's mm-hmm. also still trends that mm-hmm. come out with streaming. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So, for example, of course, you know, Mobile Legends will trend better in the Philippines compared to FPS games. If you're streaming an FPS game here, good luck. Yeah. Uh, you you might as well go to the West instead. Mm. Mobile, we're mobile game dominant. So, like for example, there's still trends like that. But that mm. doesn't mean you have the you don't have an opportunity. You do. Right. It's just a matter of how you will wade through these new waters. It's still very new. I have a feeling people are still figuring things out. Yeah, even even like the you know, at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But, but what do you think is the downside? Right? We talked about the diversity, a uh, lot of um, different markets, right? But what do you think the man Mika is the downside? I feel like it's that. I feel like it's the oversaturation. Mm. I, I I feel uh. like it's um not that the content isn't original, mm-hmm. but uh you get not that the content isn't original because you're getting more of like um let like let's say you have one voice here and right. another voice saying the same thing then this market sort of like it gets amplified yeah. so it's that community mm. that gets amplified for example you have five geek podcasts then the geek market kind of like goes up in that sense mm-hmm. but i have a feeling that it's it's also getting drowned because you have we're consuming too much content mm. at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. so Everything now is suddenly about content. So so much to choose to choose from, rather. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and it can get very overwhelming. Even as a as a consumer, um, I for example, of course, Shepre, uh, in within this industry, there was a time when I tried to keep up and mm-hmm. tried to so I had to stream and everything, and I realized, oh my God, it's really not for me. I'm just trying to force myself into something that I really don't like doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I like you know, there, I, I even had to come to terms with that. It's like okay, I'm really not. This really isn't my strength. Uh, so it it it's that you know we're there's too much going on and we're losing. Mm. I think mm. maybe uh, what what our strengths are, what our individual um, voices are, because we're trying to keep up with all of these trends. Correct. Yeah. Ika, are you uh, speaking of content streaming and all these things? Are you a big gamer yourself? I am a huge gamer. <laughs> aside, aside from it being, um, I am so my, happy to hear that. Okay. <laughs> aside from it being my profession, I mean, like now I have to play for 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 work for, and stuff. I'll get yeah. to that later. But mm. you know, ever since when I was, you know, I played World of Warcraft, Diablo okay. two, three. I uh, played Starcraft way back when. Jablo, um, cheap Jablo. Jablo, oh. yes, Jablo, Jablo four <laughs> coming out. We don't know when. Um, but uh, oh yeah, uh, we don't. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, stay. we don't. Mm-hmm. I got to play twenty five minutes of it though when I went to BlizzCon. But yeah, oh. <laughs> the first twenty five minutes. Yeah, um, I played a lot of games on Xbox as well. Uh, so yeah, it was a huge. I really really enjoy games. It's funny mm. now that. My profession is so much in games. I barely have time to play games now. But <laughs> <laughs> ano, so, itself, no. <laughs> yeah, Mika, the this next question we were supposed to have was either console or PC. But it seems like you have a good mix of um, games that you have played. I mean, you mentioned Diablo, um, some Starcraft. some console games, yeah, yeah. Warcraft and, and stuff like that. But you, because going back to what you said, you know, being your leisure time and all this weekend, and sorry for disturbing you, by the way. That's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sorry, talaga. <laughs> what's your what's your go-to game? I, I, that's going to be my first question to you first. Let's let's stay with within the gaming scene, Mona. What's your go-to game? Pag kunyare, like, yeah, ito, yun, leisure. Oh, oh. currently, let's go currently. Yeah. Valorant. Right now, it's Valorant. Oh. Um, before okay. Valorant, my my ex my ex was Overwatch. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, uh, I was um I was a very very intense Overwatch player. So mm. much so that 
I, I actually became part of the Philippine team that flew to the World Cup in 2019. Wow, wow. Um, not as a player, not as oh, a player. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. I was, I was the tita of the group. I was the manager. Uh, so I was the one wait, well, manager. The <laughs> Still a wow, pa rin, Mika. World Cup yes, also yes. Yes. World Cup so, and being a manager. Okay, yeah. I, I mm. enjoy uh, first-person shooters uh, a lot. Mm. What was the first, I mean, the first first-person shooter that you um, ever played? Medal of Honor, the joke <laughs> No, I think it. I think it was the very early. What is that? One point three ng CS. Si, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was the very very first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yung wala pa masyadong mod- modifications yun eh. Wala pa, so wala very pa. straightforward lang. Bibili-bili ka pa ng ammo and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, D-Dust. Uh, D-Dust. 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 I, 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 would, I would go with friends. Siyempre, nasa net shop kami. Because I didn't have my own PC at that time. So, uh, as we all, uh, as we all did. When when was that, Mika? Kailan ka nag, ano? Kailan ka nag-start with first-person shooters? Was that in high school? Kasi ako, I was in high school when I started playing Counter-Strike. So, Actually, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I guess, um, I guess it was in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I say, I say high school because this is, this is actually another fact of mine as, as you, I guess, discover other sides of me. I did mm-hmm. not go to high school. Oh, um, okay. So it was that side. Yeah, I think I was like, what, 18, 19? Okay, oh, so that, okay. Should, that, I, should that I date time. myself? So this was mga circa. Hindi, okay lang. Banggit na rin time na yun. So hindi na kailangan banggitin. Well, you have the right to not say no. Self-incriminate naman, Mika, if you don't want to. Pero yeah, okay, cool, cool. So same same time period. Kasi that was the thing, right? Yung yung um, going to internet cafes or uso pa noon yung mga computer shop, right? And then just... Uh, playing um, those but online at that, games. Yeah. At that time, I wasn't like super into it yet. Yung parang I was just mm. playing for the sake of playing because I was with friends mm, and casual. everything. I wasn't like okay. super into it yet. I think the one that really unlocked my, like yung totoong competitive was, it was Overwatch. It was oh. really, that's that's when I started like, okay, combos, okay, analysis, okay, yung timing nitong cooldown has to match this, okay, I'm gonna the practice. The science that's with that. it. May, may it unlocked the, ano, okay. unlock the, yeah, yeah, definitely. It unlocked more esports side. Ano, eh, competitive oh. side kasi ng gamer eh. So oh, tayo my. casual, sige, matalo, matalo. Nako, Mika. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mika, kami ito yung flip side eh. Mika, question, camper ka nanunugod sa CS? Oh, uh, no, um, right behind Right behind yung sumusugod. So, ayoko mauna. Ah, ayoko support, din mahuli. Support. <laughs> support, okay. support ka. Pero hindi ka camper at the same time. No, oh. no, no. Natatakot ako pag mag-isa lang ako and then like, you know, just hanging back. <laughs> so, <laughs> eh, so, you go with the crowd. Eh, yeah. With yes. a different dynamic ngayon sa Valorant kasi Valorant is like an interpretation of, um, it's actually not really an interpretation, more of an evolution from Overwatch, right? To a yeah. more probably stylized um, CSGO or Counter-Strike CSGO. Uh, Pero, di ba, pag sa Valorant, pag ikaw yung last man's, last woman standing in this case, wh- what do you feel? Kasi, sabi mo, uh, you don't like to be hanging, like, last sa CSGO. Pero, what do you feel? What are your feelings pag, kunyari, ikaw yung natitira? Pressure. <laughs> Pressure. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's very. I mean, I watch a lot of Valorant because, like, again, like mm. I cover a lot of tournaments and everything. One v fives are possible. They're mm. not possible when it's me. <laughs> but I have seen fantastic players, very very skilled players, do like the best kind of strategies uh. to come out of that. But yeah, mm. when it's me, no, I will be like, oh my god, save, save, I'll save, I'll run back somewhere, <laughs> find a corner. Mm, okay, okay. Actually, ano? Minsan nakabangan naman yun ni. Eh. I mean, there was uh-huh. a time Carla pag ikaw na yung mag-isa. Like for example in CS, oh, oh. pag one versus pag parang 5 on 5 kayo, 5v5. Tapos ikaw na lang titira. Oh no. There was one time I had that experience. No. Yeah. Tapos camper ako noon eh. Sin camper ako doon sa tasong rooftop. Turned out chambahan nanalo ko 1 versus 5, bro. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was that was like way way before. But yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, I I don't camp pero I I do save. So when it's like 1v5, mm. like oh, run, mm. run, 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 run. Uh, oh, next round, you know. next round. <laughs> Ako, uh, Mika, I'd like to tell you, kwento ko lang din kasi uh, I played Valorant just recently. So like a month or so. So may mga turns pa rin ako na hindi na intindihan. Like yan, yung saving. Yung uh, so when my friends, when I play with my friends, pag they say, oh, sir, you, you save, you save. Ah, uh, ano ibig sabihin ng save? Ano ano gagawin ko? Do I save my game right now? So, uh, alam mo 'yun, uh, may mga ganung instance na may mga bobon move moments ako na. That's such a Tito noob, thing yeah. by the Tito way. Oh. No, when, we say, when, we, when we say when we say saving game because like we grew up at a time where we actually have to save the game. Oh, now yes. it doesn't it's automatic now. <laughs> oh, parang gusto kong tanungin memory card ba kailangan memory card? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Green pa yung memory card no, oh. just like letters. Oh, ayo. Oh, ayo. Oh. Oh, yun. So, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll so Valorant is a very like a wide um siguro area of our conversation later on. Um pero console or I mean you're a big PC gamer at this stage, Pika. But have you like uh, uh played any console games recently? Na enjoy mo? Something that you've shared? Have you played RE8? Yung mga ganun. Recently, no, I have not. Um, uh, okay. But growing up, growing up, it was console because we only oh, had okay. we had an Xbox and we had a PlayStation. We didn't have a PC when I was growing up. But now, um, now that I I I live um, away from my my parents and my siblings, so now it's like uh, I I have my I have my own laptop. I have my own gaming PC, so it's PC all the way. <laughs> mm, cool, cool. What's your setup, by the way? Just curious. My setup, I, I can show you. Said, right now, it is on a. I usually game from a, a laptop, and then we have because uh, my my partner my partner and I were also very much into um, video production, so mm, we have a, a big PC, yeah, high end PC high-end, for high-end, all yeah. of these very very lengthy renders and oh, videos. Kailangan eh, kailangan talaga. Eh. Oh. Top of the line talaga, no? Yung ganon yeah. tipo. Okay, cool, cool. Um, let's go for. Uh, so let, let's just shift uh, our direction a bit here, Mika, and um, uh, we want to ask you about your current um, career right now, which is writing for One Esports. Um, is One Esports your first writing gig? So One Esports is not my first writing gig, but it's mm. my first esports writing gig. Okay. So oh, okay. Um, a long time ago, I actually used to write for GMA News Online. Oh. I covered the uh, culture and arts section. Mm. Um, for for GMA, yeah, for GMA News. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're uncovering my past, my true background. Uh, okay, yung connect namin yung esports dun eh, or yung gaming uh, writing. To oh, that. Eh, and this is better. our and this is our HR tendencies. Yeah, yeah. Follow up questions kami. Okay, go go. It gets go better. better. Ask, How? Ask go? for my first profession. 
Oh, what was your first profession? I was a professional ballet dancer with Ballet Philippines. Oh. I graduated. Oh. I graduated from UP Diliman in dance. I'm a very serious ballet dancer. Well, you wouldn't be surprised, Mika, na being us. Well, ako at least. Um, we, before this interview, we were. I actually looked at her LinkedIn profile. So yes, <laughs> nakita ko that you graduated in dance. Yes. Oh, yes. interesting. Interesting. Pinagsasang ako yun ni Carlos. I was. I was dancing and I danced for Ballet Philippines for seven years. Wow. Nice. Yeah, okay. before and, and I graduated uh major in dance from UP mm. Diliman from UP. from, from okay. College of Music. Yes. I was wow. very very serious. I thought I thought dance was going to be my life. Dance is my passion ganun. Mm. And oh, now I'm so, in esports. Next <laughs> <laughs> shift nga Chong, okay. from the physical sports to the reflexive mm-hmm. type yeah. of sport. <laughs> okay, ito medyo segue lang no kasi ako big classical music fan. So, oh, was yes. your ballet into I mean the classical um style or Yes, yes, okay. very much so. Na every every December, it's always Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, it's One Lake, <laughs> it's Petipa, it is uh, uh it is Don Quixote like every oh. year and everything. And I, yeah, it's, it's still I'm um, the my my major in dance was in uh, the College of Music in UP, mm-hmm. and music literature was one of my favorite subjects. So wow. like I still I love Mahler, for example. Mm, Ma- I love listening Mahler. to yes, I love uh-huh. listening to Mahler. One of my favorites, um, Beethoven as well. I like the ma- ro- yeah. more romantic okay. era. Yeah, Mahler uh, Symphony Number no. Five for sure. Oh and yes, Beethoven. I won't go for the obvious ones like the fifth and then the ninth. Siguro yung 7th yeah. has like a special place for me. Seven, anyway, 7. Oh, 7. Um okay, sige, sorry, sorry. Um <laughs> How did it come about you sa writing stuff? How how did yeah, it come about? Yeah, curious to know how how did you shift from ballet dancing ballet to, writing. to writing? Yeah. That that's something that I still have trouble explaining. But um I I was always a very big um uh, I I I knew that I could always write well, mm-hmm. like like um, I grew up around my friends were all writers. Um, I wow. guess my circle mm-hmm. of friends were. Um, I grew up with a circle of friends that was a lot older than myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, mga like within seven to ten years older than me, and they were all writing. So when I was growing up, when I was like you know seventeen, and um, and they were like in their late twenties, they were all writers. They were all freelance mm-hmm. writers. So I kind of had that influence. And mm. um, when I was dancing, and I would like write also about dance. Like it started at first in like the the dance school newsletter, and then I would write the yung mga synopsis sa uh, ballet programs. I'd write that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started with little tasks like that, and then eventually um, there is a there's a noticeable lack of dance writers in the world, not just in the Philippines, in the world. Okay. Um, it is uh it's very specific because you need to know how to watch dance and then at the same mm-hmm. time you have ah, to write it yeah. down and there's criticism that comes in and analysis of the ballet the movements and everything goes with contemporary dance as well mm-hmm. so um when there was a i had a friend that was that said that well we're looking to cover this cultural event would you like mm-hmm. to write for the dance section that was for gma so mm. I was able to start get my start by writing for that because I was like, oh yes, because like uh, of course I know how to watch dance, and so I started writing uh, for GMA ah. news like that. It kind um, of helped, okay. Yeah, it, eventually. It helped a lot, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like there really there's here in the Philippines you can count the dance writers in on one hand <laughs> on one hand. Oh, ganon yung kakonte. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a, I think it's a niche. I know. It's, it's very oh, very specific. It's very yeah, specific. Uh-oh. I mean. And, who would, I mean, for us, I mean, sino, uh, magsisimula when I write for dance? I mean, diba? Yeah. I have to be a dancer myself. Okay, sorry, Mika, yeah. go on. 
<laughs> and then after that, um, it shifted from culture and arts. Um, from dance, syempre, I started getting assignments for theater as well, mm-hmm. reviewing um, productions. Um, and mm. then it eventually went into lifestyle as well. You know, lifestyle and travel, mga little mm. listicles, you know, five cruises to send your parents on or whatever. <laughs> you know, the, those kind nice. of things. So, okay, okay, got writing assignments there. Um, and then uh, going into esports, um, that actually started after I got my start in esports. Um, mm, mm-hmm. So so when I when I got my start there, I actually wasn't writing for anything yet. I was just mm-hmm. hosting and um, doing the um, panel host uh, uh, and broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And then when One Esports actually found me, they were looking for somebody to cover just a certain tournament that happened over one weekend. Mm-hmm. And then when they saw my LinkedIn, they're like, oh, "Why don't you join us instead?" Uh, and at that time, it was um, it was this. November 2020 they're like we're kind of looking for somebody like you uh, this is the scope of work this is what we're looking for mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. eventually I, I, okay. I said yes yeah that and uh, yeah that's how Med- it, that's how it started medyo pinaprocess ko pa yung sinabi ni Mika it started before I'm writing for esports started before she got into esports something like that pero um, pero curious to know Mika when you uh, when you first wrote for um, one esports one were you esports. already a big Valorant player at this th- at that time yeah uh, I was a big Valorant player at that time it was when did I start with One Esports I started December 2020 yeah December mm. 2020 because I was also hosting for Valorant First Strike um, okay. so it came hand in hand so it's mm-hmm. like oh we need uh, we need a rundown of all of the teams that competed in this tournament I'm like oh okay I hosted that I'll get, you, okay. get it to you <laughs> okay um, so yeah it, it went it went hand in hand uh, Valorant when Valorant came out, I started playing it almost immediately, just because like I was following the teasers that Riot was po- putting out, and I was like, "Oh!" Mm-hmm. And then there's already buzz because in the over in the Overwatch community, mm-hmm. um, people were like, saying, "Oh, there's this new shooter coming out. Oh, look at this!" Oh. Look, oh, and everybody was kind of like saying, "Let's play this too." So, uh-huh. um, it was already you know it was already um, I was already excited for it as it got was. it. Okay, okay. Because yeah. uh, curious, to, we were also wondering whether you chose to be in the Valorant beat or you were assigned to it. Eh? So ah, no, no, no. Oh, I, I, oh. I really enjoy. I, I mean, I guess one esports doesn't really assign you to something that you don't mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Okay. Because okay. they, they. I mean, they do need you to know the game and you know yeah. Um, yeah, be passionate yes. about the game as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. So a being <laughs> being a oh, good gig guy actually. That's a good gig. But being big on FPS and um, FPS, you know, um, and then as well as other games. But are there other games na hindi ka familiar with that you had to really study or oh, you yeah. had to? Okay, yeah. Can you give me like some examples there, Kwan? Well, yeah. when I started when I started hosting for the nationals, when actually when I first got into esports, I thought that mm. playing Overwatch was okay, and that's oh, it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> it was not. Okay. Uh, when I when I started hosting uh, for the nationals, they were covering Dota 2, Tekken 7, and uh, uh, Mobile Legends. At that time, this was April 2019. I had never touched Mobile Legends mm. ever, ever. Okay. Um, and I had never touched Dota 2 ever. Mm. So when I started hosting Dota 2, that was the first game that they were gonna cover, and I had like three weeks to study mm-hmm. so luckily luckily um, a friend of mine played like religiously 
And so he was like, oh, I've been waiting for this day. Mika, sit down, my child. I will tell you everything. Uh, and, and parang like, ano, parang Yoda, okay? My child, my child, okay. It was, sorry, sorry. It was okay. an information <laughs> overload. My goodness, oh. Dota is the most, I have to say, Dota is the most difficult day, uh, game I have ever mm. touched. Like, until now, I still can't get it. It was like, it was so overwhelming. You ha- I can't imagine, like, the amount of technicality that everybody who is a Dota player, a broadcaster has to endure. It's so complex. It's so difficult. So, like, that mm. is the one game that, like, until now, I cannot grasp. Because yeah. it's just, it's so intense. It's so Tell me about it, Mika. Oh, I don't Dota, honestly. <laughs> it's a, even me, like some I can get some of it. Like okay, I can mm-hmm. tell when there's a big clash yeah. and you know there's a black hole and yeah. everybody's on some mm-hmm. other side. I'm familiar mm-hmm. with some of the teams uh, as well. Uh, like for example, uh, you know I I know that Neon Esports, for example, did very well. OG, um, mm-hmm. big fan of Evil Geniuses too. Uh, but no idea what they're talking about. Okay. Crowd, <laughs> crowd, hey, I actually. Okay. Um, I, I see, I see, um, uh, Mr. RK over here say Drow Ranger. Drow Ranger was actually the character that mm. I chose to play. What an intense position! Somebody new, very new to Dota, decided to play position one <laughs> at, the, at the very beginning of her of mm. learning Dota. Ah, uh, so, so complex. Yung, it's a complex character. You would say it's to, a, to use or a, yeah, it's a how high would, performance would... character. It's a ah, high performance character, okay, which okay. is like it's kind of like you just played Valorant and you're expected yeah. to be the entry fragger. So right. it's kind of like oh. <laughs> Okay, because when you said Draw Ranger, parang and then the description behind it, I was like lo- listening to you know a math equation, so I really didn't understand it. <laughs> pero pero what is Draw? I mean, sino ba si Draw Ranger, Mika? I mean, just give a, like a quick um, you know description of what this character is for people who might not be uh, familiar with this um. Well, she's a well she's a well known carry in Dota 2. She might be one of the very recognizable characters just because mm. she bears a very very um similar. Uh, she has bears a resemblance to Sylvanas from World of Warcraft, who is the poster okay. girl of World of Warcraft. Mm, okay. uh, of course, this is ah, this isn't okay. really this isn't bashing because it's history. Dota 2 was once uh, was inspired by World of mm. Warcraft, which is why some of the characters actually look very very similar. So, um, Drow yeah. Ranger. The reason why I picked her was because she looked like Sylvanas. Mm. So mm. I was like, oh, okay, Sylvanas. Okay. I'll go for I'll go for this uh, this character. She is oh, a um, I believe she's a she's a elf or a, well she's a drow and she's an archer that has um, arrows that can do heavy 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 damage once mm. she gets the right items so there was this whole sequence and rotation to the character they call it the, uh, the carry so mm. these characters usually provide your you know your your heavy damage they are the ones who are supposed to kill everybody ah, got it um okay. they, they're the ones that the whole team rotates around um, this see. is also this also rings true for mobile legends you have your carries um, the whole team rotates around these okay. carries so that they can, you know, kill everybody mm. or they can okay. kill everybody on the other side. So, para sila yung ano, they're, they're the offense, probably. Yes. Is that, uh, yes. okay. Kasi nag-register lang sa akin Silvanas eh, tapos bigla ako nag-usom. Um, no, I'm kidding. Okay, cool, cool. Um, okay, so that's uh, a character from from Dota. I, you know, if I also look at that at a later time, I would have um, better appreciation for her. Um, but yeah, I mean, transitioning a bit on the lighter side, uh, Mika. Go ahead, Chip. Ah, ako ba? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Mika, ikaw ba? Look, we'd, we'd like to transition from that one because we'd like to talk to you anything about casual, on the casual side of gaming, which is mm-hmm. fine. But let's, let's shift gears a bit uh, on a serious... Yeah, serious. On a serious stuff. 
Like, what are your observations in terms of positives and the negative side of the online gaming culture? The online gaming culture. Hmm. Positive side is, um, of course, it's really fun. It's, okay. No, of course. Yeah. It's it's incredibly fun, and um, it you know you you gaming in itself you know stems from a hobby stems from mm-hmm. something that you ha- you play as kids to have fun so to mm-hmm. be able to get to do that as you age um, into a career um, basically something that 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 you know that lets you earn that mm-hmm. you know lets uh, gives you stability as well it it really is um it really is great um, the negatives are for example on my end there is it, it's that work life balance it just toppled over. Now, when I play Valorant, I'm thinking work. I'm still thinking mm. work. There's still that. So it's like so I'm playing Valorant. So there's association to it. There's okay. a yeah. There's a little bit of a because it's like the, for example, the lines are blurred. I, I play mm. Valorant and then in the game itself, there's that big poster for the tournament that's coming. In the game itself, it says Masters oh. Reykjavik. If you if you go to some of the maps, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll need to be awake for that next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I can't do this podcast next week because I'm covering that tournament. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so it's it a uh, downside of it on my end, like personally, is that the, the work. Um, a lo- there are a lot of times where in gaming, it's not exactly fun in mm-hmm, the sense that mm-hmm. you get to relax, or it's like you know, my friends after a long day of like work, I'm writing a bunch of Valorant articles, I'm watching vods. Mm-hmm. And then my friends will say, "Oh, Tara, let's Valorant," and I'm like, "No, I cannot. I cannot. Oh. I've been doing this since 9 a.m. I can't." Okay. <laughs> so okay. it's it, there. There is that. There is that downside. Um, okay. In terms of like like the community externally, um, mm-hmm. you know, one good thing is that um, the Philippines is so talented when it comes to esports. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. we are we are incredibly talented when it comes to esports. We were, were um, there was a recent Mobile Legends tournament, the M2 World Championship. With teams from mm-hmm. like Russia, Brazil, yeah, yeah. Philippines won, world yeah, champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are making waves as well in the DPC Dota circuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, we are making waves as well in the Valorant circuit too. Um, so the Philippines is so talented. And there's just so much potential here for esports right. athletes, for esports talent as well. Yeah. Um, one downside is that. It's a very very young industry. It's so young. It's a baby. It's not even a teenager. Wala pang double digits in industry. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's and, and it's very fast paced. It's very explosive. It's very volatile. Um, there are a lot of growing pains. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of things in the industry that uh, have not matured yet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of that is of course like for example as a career, um, I am in my thirties. I, I, I need to be able to, of course, start thinking about retirement benefits, right. you know, mm. things like that. This is something about, um, this is something that esports cannot answer yet because ba- mainly nobody has retired from esports yet. So we don't know how that career path looks like. So uh-huh. there is no answer. It's like we have to make it. So that's mm. kind of scary knowing that, you know, we're, we're basically in murky, well, we're in muddy waters right now, figuring out how a long-term career in esports goes. I had this discussion actually um, with regards to um, like, you know, our kind of like a mid, we're like mid-career um, mm-hmm. sort of in esports. So like, it's very, I, as I mentioned, it's a very, very fast-paced career. Can you keep doing that when you're like 50 years old? Can you keep up with mm-hmm. the pace when yeah. games update every week? You know? <laughs> um, 
every single week there's a new update you have Which to study Which is a pain the by the way. It mm-hmm. is, it is. Mm-hmm. And then like the uh, and of course like as broadcasters as talent we need to keep up to date. My new character pala na lumabas. What does this new mm-hmm. character do? You need to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. that. It, it's there I I personally feel a little worried that I will not be able to keep up with the pace that esports set. Right. That's just right. that's just me. That's a personal feeling. Um overall it is that that's esports fine. still is you know it's it's a big explosion right now. Mm. But when the dust and debris settles, what does it look like? Nobody knows yet. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So you should cover that part yeah. already. Yeah. But let's talk about the streaming culture since it's kind of related to Namanika, no? Mm-hmm. Um, you yourself are a streamer, but to, in terms of what you see, what makes a good streamer? Yeah. It's okay. It's very difficult because I I I once tried streaming. I actually got uh. Part of my start in esports was because I was I streamed very early on. I found mm. out that it was not for me, um, mainly because you know it it was hard to enjoy a game. It was hard to play well when you're just performing the whole yeah. time. It was like I I I I I personally I do not enjoy streaming, so I kind of gave mm. it up. Which is why if you see on my page, I barely stream. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll be like I'm probably the world's most tamad streamer. I'll stream like <laughs> once every. Four months or something mm. when I feel mm. like it, mm. um, and and because it's like because because I I work in esports and gaming. When I play a game, I want to be able to just play yeah. a game yeah. without reading comments or anything or being performative. So that's the that that's one. But I guess like this whole streaming culture, it's very different because what you're basically doing is you're marketing a personal brand, which yeah. is something that not a lot of people realize. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people just uh, think that like, oh, just like and subscribe, just support, 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 and everything mm-hmm. will be okay and everything, and you'll get you know a million followers and you'll be mm-hmm. able to buy a house because mm-hmm. you just play Mobile Legends all day. There is a lot more to it than that, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. now that brands companies are getting smarter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that suddenly overnight became famous streamers and weren't prepared for yeah, what yeah. came next Ooh. because because they were they, because of this whole um, because of this very new culture that you know people um, people even don't understand fully yet you know they they suddenly became famous they suddenly became a public figure and but they didn't work on like a personal brand and mm-hmm. suddenly sponsors dropped because of something mm-hmm. they said. Or no. you know, you know there 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 are things like that. And um, I work with a I work with a um, uh, a sort of a, a a brand in Australia that actually works for marketing streamers. But that's mm. in Australia and New Zealand. And you know the the international community is very very particular about um, I guess basically what makes you you. Yeah. Um, mm. So here in the Philippines, you know, you have <laughs> Mobile Legends will get you like fifteen thousand viewers. And mm. you don't even need to do anything. Um, or on the other side, if you are a pretty girl, yep. I mean, oh, okay. you know, yeah, we get so uh, you, there, it's there. You just you know there there are so many videos out there where mm. pretty girls know what the guys want yeah. and just basically show it off. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, that mm. is it. That's Mi, Mi, Mika, you're you're being too kind. Yeah, Sando gamers basically. Yeah, uh, Sando. <laughs> it's, it's not even Sando. Eh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? It's not even Sando. Um, but yeah, there there is that, and it's it's. I feel like it's projecting the wrong image. It um, does. With it does. Okay. with gaming, and because you know, if you're building yourself as a streamer, you need to be building your personal brand. Why exactly mm. are you doing this? Are mm. you 
just doing it to be famous because mm-hmm. that's true you might get there and everything but like later on how is it sustainable if you didn't work out your brand? yeah exactly so that's I, I, I feel like what a lot of people don't really understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. For, for the most part people are not aware right of what repercussions what are the consequences of having a big um, streaming community or streaming you know your followings uh, when it comes to your page whether it's on YouTube or maybe on, on Facebook right um, and yeah for, for the most part the the I, I personally follow a lot of streamers uh, Mika I have friends uh, who are also streaming but for for some for for some of them and and again I'm not trying to generalize um, something here uh, there's a lot of um I would say so I hate the word soul searching by the way it's more of a personal thing pero <laughs> siguro there's there's more of a um, trying to identify their their personality or brand behind it right because mm-hmm. if you're just a gamer okay I play this I play that okay so what's what's separating you what's different yeah. from you why you, you should have, I hmm. you have yeah. a million gamers that stream the same game exactly exactly so, yeah exactly my point different. Yeah. and I think because people like, sorry yeah. go ahead go ahead go ahead I think what people also forget is like the, the big names right now mm. have one been at it for years, years, right. mm. and that they also started at a time when it was still starting up. They had the advantage of being pioneers. Mm, exactly. Mm. Um, and two, either that or they were already famous to begin with. Like mm-hmm. for example, Alodia Gosenpel, she was already yeah. famous before cosplayer. she started streaming yeah. because yeah. you know she was a model, she was a yeah. she was a cosplayer, cosplayer as well. Yeah. So they have that market. So it's kind of unfair if you try and compare yourself to that. Um, yep. Standard of success when they had so many factors already set up for them even before they started streaming. Correct. Correct. So um, and and that's something that a lot of people think expect that they're gonna get to that level mm-hmm. when that's no longer the context right now. So mm. right now you you don't have the advantage of being a pioneer and you don't you might not. I mean I don't know maybe maybe you do but you don't have the advantage of being a name like Alodia. Yeah. Or yeah. even being a name like Ashley. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um you Actually, you touched... ko lang, Carlo. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Go for it. Hindi ko kaya hindi nagse-stream to si Mika kasi parang hindi ko siya yung gamer na leave me alone. <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, yes. Actually, actually like when when I stream and it's like, "Oh, okay, you have viewers, but kayo nandito." <laughs> like it's a Saturday afternoon. Oh. Uh, yeah, actually, nakam nakamanghalang din yung part that they can multitask. They're concentrating oh. on the game. Tapos biglang magko-comment sila on this. Yeah, actually, nawawala yeah. ako doon. Oh. Sobra multitasking. Ako parang I am ako blind blind may blinders ako. Pag maglalaro ako, galaro ako. Ayoko 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 may storm. May ganun, may ganun part ako eh. So feeling mm. ko ganun dito si Mika. Kaya, yeah, yeah. Actually, Mika, meron kaming guest the we, uh, we we had a guest that, you know, one of uh um streamers then streamers din siya. Pero what's one thing that's unique about her? Kasi we don't see a lot of I might be wrong, Mika, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we don't see a lot of anyone um, streaming any consoles, any console games. Mm. Yeah, so correct. she actually enjoys your interaction with the fans when she plays. Because I honestly feel the same way with you. Pag, if I do play, uh, if I'm especially if I'm into a game that I really like, a single-player campaign. Yeah. Mm. Ayoko nang may nanonood sa akin. Kasi if I screw up or if I do something stupidly, diba, it's just 
me who's going to be finding out. Pero yeah, I mean, we, we I see was, streamers. Yeah. I think it was just my introvert side also that, that mm. was coming oh, okay. out. And also because it's like, for example, after a long day, you're doing hosting and everything. Like, Correct. I don't want to host some more. Introvert, pa to si Mi, uh, si Mika ng ganitong lagay. Okay. Yes, uh, that's, that's interesting yeah, to know. That's I'm actually, to know. I'm actually a huge introvert. Like this, during this whole social distancing thing. Let's mm-hmm. keep it that way. Okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, in go. terms of you, because there was, you know, there was an article that you described in a minute, minute detail regarding your experience being a female player. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's know, get into particularly that. in Va- Valorant, right? Mm-hmm. And we would like to quote: "Real talk, it can be scary as a female gamer." Okay. How? There's a lot of. I'm, I will be very blunt. I do not do voice comms in public games because okay. I do not want to be harassed. Yeah. Whoa. It's that, it, Whoa. It, it, it has it, it it has happened. It has happened in in a lot of games that you they just hear your vo- like they won't say anything and then they hear your voice and then bigla na lang they'll they will either try to hit on you, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really strange. Um, and that's I think yung hitting on you is just the tip of the iceberg, Mika. It right? is the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. yes, um, mm-hmm. definitely. I, I'm I'm very lucky that within the gaming industry, I'm surrounded by a lot of great um, great people that have never made me feel that way. But like for example, in public games, there is a mm-hmm. there is a lot of harassment um, online, and it doesn't even have anything to do with your performance. Mm-hmm. Like and every single day like for example on twitter i read the news i'm part of a girl um gamer girls philippines mm, every okay. single day there's somebody that shares their experience of being harassed online nothing to do with their experience just the fact that they were that they, somehow they found out that they were a girl um and you could be like for example in valorant you could be top frag they will still say something against you you could be bottom frag they will still say something against you oh. for some reason yeah uh, um um a, the host of one of Valorant Europe, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Valorant um, Valorant Europe's, um, I guess, panel host. Mm-hmm. Uh, she shared a whole video about somebody just basically just saying very very horrible things to her, even mm-hmm. though she was like winning the rounds and everything. And she actually, well, she she has a big following also, and it's like. You know, it it's it can be very scary. That's actually why mm-hmm. I don't do voice comms, and it's sad that right. you can't do voice comms in a game that requires a lot of communication. A lot of teamwork. Of a lot yeah. of teamwork. Mm-hmm. Valorant especially, right? It's not like Counter Strike na puro barilan ka lang. There's a lot yeah. of strategy that actually is involved yeah. with that one. Exactly. Yeah. I personally don't do voice comms. Then if I do, um, if I play Valorant, Mika, mm-hmm. um, nakamute, naka like. <laughs> Kasi, alam mo yun, kasi the way you play Valorant for, for just for, you know, shits and giggles, ano lang eh, kasi you want to relax eh. Parang you just want yeah. to enjoy the game. Pero, um, for some reason, if I hear anything negative, and th- this is me as a guy, ah, and I, what yeah. more, you know, experiences in the parang marginalizing women pa at this stage for gaming. Ako, nasi-stress ako eh, every time I hear something negative, right? Yung parang, yeah. laro ko na lang, please. Just, just yeah. play. Go ahead and play. The- there is a there's a thing that for 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 example for competitive gamers for for esports mm. athletes when they are in game oh. they do not criticize each other when in game they will after yeah. the game that's when they will review that's when they'll point out each other's mistakes mm. but when they're in the middle of the round mm-hmm. they won't say dude you should have done this you should have done this no you shut up you don't say that <laughs> you say it after when you guys are reviewing everything right. and you can reflect on the mistakes but mm-hmm. at the moment because you can't do any I mean like you say oh dude you should have gone in. 
I can't do anything about that now. So why bring it up? So why bring it up? Especially if it's a big match, they right. do not like coaches will usually you 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 can't do that. You cannot do that to your teammates, especially uh-huh. since it affects morale so much. Uh-huh. Chip mentioned here in the chat, uh, by the way. So while you were speaking, Mika, because we were talking about comms, right? Mas ma-enjoy ko pa kung kunyari yung dati sa computer shop, yung nagsisigawan na tipong, walang komsatan! Huwag oh ka bangers! Okay pa yun eh, kasi biru-biruan lang eh. Pero yeah. yung mga ganitong, kasi the online. Tsaka sa, ano, tsaka sa, oh. sa computer shop dati, for example, may second and first floor. Uh, one team dapat dito sa first floor, dito sa second floor. Tapos may mga chance, uy, makikita mo, uy, mag-sneak ka. Tapos may mga, uy, nandiyos sa ganito. Mas gugusto yung ko pa yun yung mga ganong mga juvenile na biruan pa yun. And then you're becoming friends, diba? You're becoming friends. Kasi, and then, of course, uh, obviously, yung setup nun was different kasi magkakatabi kayo, right? It's yeah. like, you're still talking to a live human being on the other side of the room, eh. Pero with with the online barrier, I would say, I really um, feel that uh, it's a barrier talaga or a filter, uh, l- l- lack of a filter thereof. Yeah, people can just say anything, the any shit that they want, right? I it's, mean, it's people hiding behind exactly because they know that yeah it's it's because they they know that they have an IGN I mean it it happens even outside of gaming on Facebook they create a fake Mm. account they say whatever they want and then that's correct, it. Correct, correct. Yeah. So, yun yung parang, that's the one of the downsides I think we can add into um, when we had our um, conversation about that. But, um, just a follow-up on the, um, you know, on the female um, gaming landscape, um, Mika. Personally, what did you do to face your fears? I mean, you know, maybe it's, those are not fears, right? Pero yung siguro frustrations, maybe. Kasi being a gamer, a female gamer in this landscape, uh, male-dominated, and honestly, almost everything, right? Um, ano yung mga barriers do you think you're breaking with with these um, when you game yourself? Yeah, I, I think like an important part is um, being very vocal and being very yep. visible as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, there are not a lot of female gamers that are my position in the sense that I am more. I'm not exactly a streamer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an esports. I'm a would I say I'm a serious esports host? Uh, like you are. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, ver- I'm very You're much a professional into professional esports host. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess I'm more into that and the journalist as well. Mm-hmm. So there aren't a lot of um there, there aren't a lot of women who can do that host slash journalist angle right. especially here in the Philippines it's still very very new because everybody assumes that oh you're in esports and gaming so you're a streamer I'm like no mm. I'm not a streamer um, I write about esports and I also do tournament hosting because like tournament hosting is very specific too so mm. like you can't just hand it to a random host without them knowing mm. the background of the teams the right, game right. the culture mm-hmm. has this team faced this other team before is this a new team? Yeah. Is this a team of rookies? Oh. Is this a team of veterans? Oh, this guy switched. It's like NBA, right? They have mm-hmm. that yeah. pre-show. Exactly. Um, and they talk about all of that. Your roster switch. That's that's exactly what I do. So mm-hmm. um, an esports host has to basically direct the flow of that story. Yep. What story comes out? Do the underdogs come out? Or do the guys on top remain villains? They keep their empire? You mm-hmm. know? So there is that whole dynamic to it as well. Right. So I, I feel like one, one of it as like, or I guess a response, um, as my responsibility as well as uh, one of the few I guess in my position right now is to do that um, be very vocal be very visible um, I I like um, hanging out as well with like uh, people who are more behind the scenes mm. too, so mm, that production. they know that they're okay. yeah they're, so that they know that they're also you know um, 
women around who are also yeah. pulling the strings uh, oh, as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, kasi Mika, you're in the industry. And dami mong ane, and dami mong nakita, and dami perspectives with all these things that you're seeing with the industry as a whole. How professionalized or structuralized esports here in the Philippines compared to the uh, compared to abroad? I would say here, uh, it's. I think it boils down to a market difference. It's because okay. the, the Filipino audience is uh, quite different from, like, let's say, um, the audience in like Australia or New Zealand or in in Europe. So, for example, here we're very much into mobile gaming, and like the 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 masses of the uh, gaming audience here are mobile mobile we call mo- mobile natives. I guess they're on their phone. They might have never yeah. touched a PC in their lives, but they are just you know on mobile legends um, or other mobile games. Mm-hmm. So it. It, I think it's a, it, it becomes a difference also of um, of context in that sense. Because mm. it, I guess if like you were you were to if I were to do what I'm doing in another country, it would be totally different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of marketing strategy. I guess because like right now, gaming is essentially one big marketing strategy whether that is for the game publishers whether that is for you know the sponsors that sponsor all these big tournaments Mm -hmm. but it's basically that so it really depends um it really depends on how you're presenting it but right Mm -hmm. now because it's it's catering to the mobile net it's basically kind of getting everybody in on the sense that gaming is fun and gaming is becoming more serious too there are a lot of people behind the scenes who are working very hard to establish it as a profession so Mm. you have for example Mm -hmm. like for example um the tournaments like the nationals which i host for um which is a franchise league so Mm -hmm. and you have with the uh, with um, the Philippines hosting the Sea Games in 2019, that was a huge step as well because then you had organizations that set up for it to be a very competitive and Olympic level sport. Mm-hmm. Although there although there are a lot of obstacles put to that, but, but um, at, at least it got it started in the Sea Games. So it's it's very it's still a very very uh, it's a baby it's a baby industry. We mm-hmm. it's not a teenager yet. It's not even ten mm-hmm. years old yet okay. possibly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it's very, very young, um, mm-hmm. and part of that, like th- that's also why, like I, I enjoy being in this industry and having a hand in it too, on the back end and in in the position that I'm in, because it's mm-hmm. I, I I recognize that I am part of a pioneering batch, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I feel like okay, I have to help set the standards for this industry. But right now, the thing is that there are none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we are the ones, the current batch right now that you're seeing on your streams, on Facebook, on Twitch. That that is what the standard is at the moment because we're we're the we're the ones here and setting it. Mm, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Quickly, I just want to. I'm curious, now, Mika, on um, mm. your thoughts. Because I let me go. Like, in, for example, in the states, um, there are schools already who are sponsoring or who have. Yeah. College varsity teams on esports, yep. um, and they yep. get so serious that they do have like a sports an esports psychology uh, as an esports psychologist. Do we have like very similar like roles um, supporting these esports teams here in the Philippines? I do know that you have a lot of um, some big teams. 
do have that or are trying to put up that structure. So, um, for example, Brand Esports, uh, a team that's very, very close to my heart, um, they do have, you know, okay. they have this big facility. They do have um, benefits for their members already. They have, for example, their coaching staff has a coach as well so that their mm. coaches will know how to coach. You know, so oh, um, they right. do have, oh. yeah, they do have structures like that, but it's still very, very new. Um, you mentioned esports psychology. I actually was able to interview, and I am in touch with Mia Stelberg, who was is credited as one of the esports psychologists of, um, I believe, Astralis and OG and SK mm. in mm. Europe and in the US, and she's known as like the esports psychologist. Mm. And she said, yeah, and she said that she. You know the thing that makes gaming unique is that um, you know how how in sports in I would say traditional sports right. you have you know you start off as like <coughs> yeah. excuse me in your school clubs and then you join the little league and then you get scouted and mm-hmm. then you know you eventually join you go national uh, you go regional and then you go national mm-hmm. in gaming it there's none of that structure yet. Mm-hmm. It's just basically you're all ranked, ranked one on the server, and then you get scouted. So suddenly right. you have this influx of kids who might not be prepared for the life that they're about to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said that. So Mia Stelberg said that. Um, I wrote an article actually about that, which is one of the reasons why there's burnout in esports. A lot of burnout. Right, right, there are right. a lot. Yeah. You know the the, sure. re- the retiring age of esports is within the mid twenties. Wow. Really, really scary. Really scary. Wow. Yeah. Especially wow. for athletes. Because it's very fast. They they get into esports at what? 17, maybe even younger sometimes, depending on what the tournament age limits are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And yeah, and right now, um, that's a very good point. Um, right now, you have uh, suddenly pro players who realize that they can actually make more money when they go into content creation and streaming. So they leave the pro player life and then they just go into oh. content creation. Because, so, siguro ano eh, no? Less stress. Less stress. Less stress. They earn if more. If, if if we're comparing that with um you know with professional athletes in 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 actual sports, uh it's physical toll. In in esports, it's uh it's more of psychological and ano eh, mental yeah, toll, eh. yeah. mental demand, de And the emotional, definitely. Emotional, yeah. Yeah, because like mm. imagine imagine the emotional toll when everybody is watching your game. Everybody can also play your game. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly you have a bad game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know you you have a really bad game and you go online and then they're all say oh this guy sucks bench him mm. they shouldn't even be on this team I can do better than that guy but this mm. guy okay. iron lang yan eh. you know you're reading all of these horrible comments suddenly that's gonna do something definitely to psychologically to yeah. yeah absolutely and yeah. a lot parang, a lot of players parang, actually parang go through this mga, ano, mga, mga haters na like in the physical sports, eh, oh. mga haters yan, eh, why does this guy do this? Parang bench player naman siya. Hindi naman siya dapat nandiyan. Dapat ako nalang naglalaro, eh. Or parang, I could have done better. I mean, very yeah, similar yeah. to mirror it, eh, di ba? May ganun and, din and in esports. And yeah, because we're in sure. the age of social media now, these, these, these you know, this feedback, it magnified. Mm. It goes back, like, the players can read it. And mm. it's yeah. really like, like apparently, accord, according to Mia Stelberg, she has had these instances where she had to really you know help the players out of this because they they really need to learn how to block all of that out especially when they're going into a game you know like let's say it's it's a best Mm. of three series they lost the first game you're seeing the comments online that's gonna get to you man that's so gonna get to you that's tough that's tough i think well it also has to do din kasi carlo 
in terms mm-hmm. of the age then kasi of these players like 17 and then retire yep. in mid-20s young I think very young could very also young. attribute to the yeah maturity or the lack thereof mm-hmm. then kasi of these um esports athletes well you don't blame you can't blame them kasi nga bata pa sila eh. and like every Correct. every yeah. young every young player every young person diba these these people have to go through certain stages na talagang it would help them grow or mature for sure it just so for happen sure. that they are in the spotlight tapos talagang mababash na lang kahit sino a stranger a fan or whoever mm-hmm. and that correct si, correct si Mika it gets magnified tapos mm-hmm. so talagang kasi hindi natin naranasan to Carlo before eh. before diba? <laughs> we yeah. were in micro yeah. circles to the point na ah yung ganito hindi ko alam si Carlo ng Paranaque or si whoever ng Valenzuela hindi ko naman alam kung sino yung mga yan I won't, I won't mm. even give a damn about that there, there, but whatever right now oh I know who that guy is there is also that there is also the fact that so, it's because the esports no yeah it, it, it is also that it's because like the esports structure overall is still it's still forming Mm, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, our everybody's background basically in gaming is after school. You go on, you switch on your console, or you turn on your PC, and then you game. Yeah. That's it. There is no coach. You don't mm-hmm. have this, so it's also hard to find. Mm. You know, it's also hard to establish that authority mm-hmm. because you know you don't exactly have a coach telling you, oh, you do this and then you game. Um, so this is very new. It's a very new concept to that. Correct, because, like, for correct. example, if you have if you have say traditional sports. Where you learn traditional sports, you have a coach who tells you what to do. As you take these lessons and everything, we don't have that for gaming. Yep. You're not going to yep. enroll for Mobile Legends classes, mm-hmm. right? No. So, so there is a difficulty in having that authority um, hierarchy or level, which you know can can make it very, very, yep. very volatile. Very um, suddenly, everybody has an opinion. Everybody can become an esports athlete, also. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, when you say it that way, Mika, it's uh, there's a lot of things that can still happen. Volatility is just one of the um, this industry's um, one of its characters or characteristics, rather. Um, when it comes to you know what can it evolve from, uh, and but yeah, it's still a sport, right? It's still a sport. Um, there's a lot of um, challenges that athletes like um, pro players, I mean e- online pro players, um, go through. So it's um it's a very good uh, analogy. Um, okay, L- let's um maybe we can uh, do our quick fire muna, uh, Mika. Uh, let's do it. switch over to our geek side here. Turn it sure, on sure. and um. So, like what <laughs> we said. Like what we said a while ago. Uh, quick fire is basically a game that we play with our guests. Um, as much as possible. Um, the first thing that comes into your mind without you know really thinking. Basa ano lang whatever comes into your um mind lang. Just go for it. Uh, as quick as we can. Um, uh, we'll we'll do our um quick fire game. So ang staple question namin ni Chip. Uh, when it comes to quick far is ba- tapa or bacon? Bacon. Wow, bacon. first. Okay, okay. Wala pang sumasagot ng tapa. Uh, house party or beach party? Beach party. Okay. Wait. Bacon. Mm. Crispy bacon, soggy bacon. Crispy. 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 Okay. Uh, reading a book or a night out with friends? Reading a book. Okay. Uh, by the way, last book you read? Last book I read was Creativity Inc. And oh. Catmull's story, the story okay. of Pixar. Okay, okay. Soda, coffee, or alcohol? Coffee. 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 That's why he's being energetic, Shakari. Oh my. 
Ang hirap i-match, te. Okay. <laughs> how I Met uh, Your Mother or Friends? Friends! Friends! I did not like How I Met Your Mother. Really? Why? Yeah, I didn't okay, like it. Okay, you're speaking to two fans of How I Met kasi here. I mean, like, you know, it's enjoyable. Pero ko, like, compared to Friends. I don't, I think... Well, friends kasi is the OG, eh. OG kasi si Friends, yung, eh. Sentimental oh, yeah. yung Friends for me, eh. Mm. OG kasi si Friends din, eh. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon? Obi-Wan. Okay. Oh, uh, ito, Mika. Name your Jedi so, Master. Yeah, name your Jedi Master. Like, right now? Mm, yeah. Jedi Master. Jedi Quinlan, Master. Quinlan Vox. On top. <laughs> I'm OMG. not sure if you know him. Yan, yan That's a, a, yun. <laughs> it's, a e, it's, it's an EU, but uh, I, I, like, I like his story. <laughs> feeling, feeling ko, Mika, co-writer ka ata ng encyclopedia ng Star Wars, eh, no? Hindi ko kilala yun. Who, who is that? Who is that? He is a Jedi in the extended universe. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. <laughs> Pero eh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Sige, go, go. Poe Dameron or Chewie? Chewie! Chewie all the way. BB-8, R2-D2. R2-D2. Xbox, PS. PS. Marvel or DC Comics? Marvel! Okay. Marvel. Oh. Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh, no. With conviction. Sacred. Lord of the Rings. With, con- with conviction, <laughs> yun, ah. Okay, sige. Oh. Uh, elves or dwarves? Let's say in the context of Lord of, Lord of the Rings first. Elves. Okay. Uh, eto, eto, this is the last question in the quick fire, pero maybe we can spend time um, here on a bit. So, ako, Mika, Valorant player, newbie pa rin, newbie pa rin naman ako, pero what's your, who is your go-to character sa Valorant? And then, what's your weapon of choice? I am a... Oh, I am fluctuating between Phantom and a Vandal right now. Just okay. the meta. And I usually use Sova or Killjoy and Learning Viper. Oh, Learning Viper. Sova and Killjoy. Okay. Because yeah. I'm Brim and ano eh, uh, Sage. Ah. And, th- those, and those are only the two characters that I know. And then I don't have any intention of studying the others. <laughs> those are very good characters though. Those are very essential mm. characters. Yeah, strategic as si Brim. Eh. Valorant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very strategic si Brim. Very uh, essential right now. I I feel like the, those two characters are very useful because they're like they're always essential. Okay, okay. Um well, Chip has been pestering me uh, to do Star Wars bits already. But so Chip, you know, go for it. Yeah, kasi nagigigik ka bigla eh. <laughs> mm. No, um no. Kala mo bigyan tayo ng Jedi Master na hindi ko kilala. Nakakatawa pa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wala ako sa universe nila wala ako sa world nila mm. if I would say I, I mean I like Star Wars but like them I'm not I, I'm not like them rather mm. na talagang into it eh. mm. to the point that they're cosplaying they're right. doing uh, lightsaber stunts which is actually very cool pero gusto ko mm. you know ako, ako din I, I feel the same I'm on the same boat there kasi ako I'm more of a potterhead kasi so if yeah, you have Mika, if you have the same obsession with Star Wars, I have the same way with Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings as well. So oh, well, I, I do have to say when I when I went to Universal Studios and I saw the mm. Hogwarts cast, the Hogwarts the Hogwarts ride oh, in Universal Studios yeah. was the best ride I've ever been on. <laughs> I have to say, it's okay. amazing. Universal different. Studios where in Universal in Studios in Florida, Florida. Y- I no, I, I went to the one in California. 
Ah, Cali. California. Okay. Kasi ako, when I did the tour there, Bika, iba yung approach ko eh. Kasi if you were into the rides, ako into the food. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> so, Hogsmeade, uh, yes. yung, yung, yung Florian Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Bertie Bots. So, I, I actually, may collection ako dito na, eh, chocolate frog cards. Anyway, sige, oh. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, sorry, Chip. Sorry, Chip. I, I, I'll go I for the start. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start because I'm not so malaman. But you know, we're running out of time, Carlo. Mm. But ikaw, oh, it's okay. Describe yourself as a wannabe Jedi. As a wannabe Jedi, I am. So I don't know if it's because like my my fight saber roles have pushed me into this, but I have been put into usually the roles that are very much rogue Jedi, young um, oh. on the light side of the force, but prone to breaking the rules a oh. little bit. Um, you know, kind of like so in the same way, kind of kind of like I guess more in Qui Gon. This is why I like uh, the character. Ah, Qui-Gon's, but well, okay. Um, but also very um, very emotional goes more mm. with her gut, and but at the same time also a little bit of a guardian, a guard, mm. um, a guardian as well. Okay, okay, interesting. Like, I mean, guardian. Like who will who do I relate the guardian term? To what Jedi? To who? To, sinong Jedi? To? Would I would. I, I think these are more of like the Jedi, for example, that um, guard um, maybe very important pieces of information, or even like Obi Wan when oh. he was tasked to um, mentor mm-hmm. and guard Anakin himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but where was where was where did this fascination of sci-fi uh, came from? Uh, come from rather. I would I have to say first, Star Wars is not sci-fi. <laughs> oh, no, okay, it's, that's okay. It's, that it's a space opera. It's a space opera. Because like, okay, go, sorry going man, into, sorry going into the, the literal <laughs> thing. Don't first choke me. Don't first like, choke me. Sci- sci-fi is like science. You have very, very core principles in science that you mm. kind of relate over to fiction. Mm. Star Wars, though, is a fantasy in space because mm. you have the prince, you have the princess, you have the villain. Oh, yeah. You have, this, you have all mm. of these um, elements elements that make it uh, mm-hmm. essentially a fantasy. It's just a space mm-hmm. setting. But anyway, um, your your question was... Na correct tayo ni Mika dun ha? Okay. Where did they... Your question was... This, this, was a, this was an intense like battle, like debate kasi in like the, mm-hmm. the whole writer's circle and whatever. Um, okay. But yeah... yeah but uh, where did that come from? That part? Na parang yeah. sobrang into it. I... It, it started, I guess, because when I was growing up, uh... I was watching Star Wars like um, when I was like six, seven years old. Mm, um, yeah, like my my dad was the original a huge trilogy. Star Wars fan. The original okay. trilogy. Okay. My my dad was a huge Star Wars fan. Um, okay. And my my mom as well. So you know when we were mm. growing up, the, our cars, our family car was the Millennium Falcon. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, and then and then our pickup was the X Wing. Oh, are, are you taking the Falcon today? Are you taking the X-wing? Oh, so, right, yeah. that's good, huh? Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. so we had that. It's always a part of our um, mm. family culture. And like when 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 my dad apparently was young, he was the one lining up to go to the cinemas and mm. you know seeing Star Wars. When the, I've the heard of those sequel, stories. Yeah. When the prequel trilogy came out, I was the one lining up as well. And the sequel trilogy is out. I'm still the one lining up also. And uh, yeah, it it it's, it was a very um, it was what. I grew up with. I would mm. watch the the original trilogy every single day. It's four, five, six, Whoa. six, five, four, five, six, mm. six, everything, every single day. And like all I wanted was to be a Jedi 
Whoa. when I was young. Like I was like, oh, one day I'm gonna get my own lightsaber. I'm gonna be a Jedi. <laughs> which you have, which you yeah. have. Uh-huh. And a- yeah. appar- apparently, my like my parents, like when I was when I was young, they got me to eat my vegetables because they said, oh, you know, Jedi's they eat vegetables. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, well, all right. <laughs> it was that much of a big influence on me growing up, and mm. and uh, eventually when I was. As as I grew up, like it was also the first movie, pala that I the wait, let me get the remastered sure, sure. the remastered movie, the remastered version in the in nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety yeah nineteen ninety six or something was one of the first mm, movies that I saw yeah. in the mm. cinemas, and it's Empire okay. Strikes Back. Empire, okay, oh, it's Empire Strikes Back, okay. yes. So the, the remat not the original one, ah, the remastered one. Oh, yeah, the remaster. Because it's matagal na yung ano, original, eh. 1980, oh. right? Yeah, 1980. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was in The Simpsons, so yun. Yeah. Um, speaking of Empire Strikes Strikes Back, do you agree it's the best Star Wars movie ever? I okay, right now it's like kind of like it's still my favorite. Uh, okay, just okay, because okay. emotionally, it's the it's the one that really pulls the heartstrings which mm, way mm. and everything. Rogue One is a close second. Oh, Rogue One. Was, yep. I enjoyed Rogue One. I enjoyed beautiful. Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One was Rogue beautiful. One. Oh. And like it, it wasn't just like a good Star Wars film. It was a good film. Mm-hmm. It was a good film. Okay. So Mika, um, wait lang. Jar Jar. Masig <laughs> 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 oh, Jar Jar pala. Sorry. Your thoughts. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Yun lang. Yun lang. Yun yung tanong ko. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Okay. I have something to say actually about Jar Jar. So. Um, my friend, who who my friend Adrian Arcego, who is also a huge, he's a huge Star Wars nerd. He is a, he was actually the head of the Rebel Legion um, mm. for a while. Um, he he is a he's a filmmaker too. Um, so he did this test, this Jar Jar test on his niece. Um, he didn't. What is the Jar Jar test? He let her watch the the prequel trilogy with without seeing the original one first, <laughs> and it was specific to show if like Jar Jar resonated with her. Apparently, okay, it's like okay. Jar Jar is a very market. It it's a, it has, he has a very specific niche, which mm. is like apparently mm. kids who grew up watching the prequel trilogy don't mind Jar Jar that much. But mm. if you're a little older, you saw the original trilogy and you saw the prequel trilogy, you hate Jar Jar. You hate Jar Jar, or you're annoyed okay. by him or anything. <laughs> My thoughts on Jar Jar actually is he is he, he's just there. Like I I, yep. I, I yep. don't I, I don't feel anything for Jar Jar. <laughs> just like just oh, like okay. uh, Peeves the Polter guys sa Harry Potter. It's the same feeling that I yeah, have. Yeah, oh, I, like, I like Peeves though. I like uh, Peeves. Yeah, I like Peeves. Yeah, I like Peeves. Okay. Para um, so medyo pang ano no pang Miss Universe yung answer ni Mika. Okay, very neutral. Very neutral. Okay. May ano may how do you feel for Jar Jar? I don't feel for Jar Jar. I don't. Anjan lang siya. Anjan lang siya. Okay. Our personal experience go regard to Jar Jar Binks because when I first saw the Phantom Menace in you know the first trilogy or yeah 1 2 3 not the first pala. Um the second tri- the prequel trilogy sorry. Parang okay Jar Jar Binks was there fine blah blah blah. And then as the years went by Parang people were hating on Jar Jar Binks. Why? Parang bakit? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't minding it. I wasn't minding it. But it was in like five or six years ago when I... Yeah, it was six years ago, 2015. Kasi, di ba, when 7th came out. So parang, oh, I have to rewatch everything. Let's yeah, see how yeah. it is. 
So parang pinapalit ko yung Phantom Menace. I get it now as to why people are annoyed. So parang, ganun din sa akin. Parang, okay, yun pala yung reason. Yeah, he is annoying. Never mind. Mm-hmm. So, maybe maybe I should watch it again and, and then like, maybe maybe I'll get back to you after I watch it again. Oh, oh, he's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just me. That's just me. So parang yun yung experience ko with regard to that one. Um, When you were saying earlier na parang you had the, these different attributes of a Jedi, you're not a straight shooter, you're not like only one side of the light side na type of a Jedi, but it's a mix of being rogue or being emotional, which comes to mind that the term that I saw, um, the term of gray Jedi, is there such a thing? Is... <laughs> oh my God. Okay, this is like well into uh, the, the Star Wars ethics. <laughs> So there is no gray Jedi. Um, it is a it is a fan made concept. Ah, okay. Apparently, the gray okay. Jedi. So it is technically not canon um, mm-hmm. in that sense. And uh, the the gray Jedi thing was just basically a sort of like term that they applied to Jedi that are no longer with the Jedi Order. Because they are neither light nor dark, so they're in between. Mm, they're gray, mm. but technically the term gray Jedi doesn't exactly exist. So, for example, you have Ahsoka Tano, who we met in the Mandalorian. Yep, yep, yeah, I was so about to say, uh, yeah, who um, guess uh, left the Jedi Order. She mm. is not evil, but she is not a Jedi either. So she is in that gray area. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Napa isip ako dun na, okay. But like specifically, the term gray Jedi apparently was fan made. I see. Uh, okay, yeah. so it's non. It's so yeah, like you said, it's non-canon. Non-canon. Yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not defined by yung lore ng ng behind Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. So okay. as Got Ahsoka it. is the closest that you, we can have as a gray, as a gray. Yun na lang, as a gray. She's the closest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the mm-hmm. she's the example of that. That she defected from the Jedi Order. So technically, she's not a Jedi. Okay. And remind me, Mika, why did she defect again? Oh, that is a Clone Wars uh, story. Mm. But she was actually, th- this is actually a very um, uh, huge story arc in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But this is when Anakin was also fluctuating mm, yeah. already. There, yeah, were, there, were certain, there were certain events in Clone Wars that actually fleshed out how frustrated he was with the Jedi Order. And everything, and Ahsoka as a product of that because she was Anakin's Padawan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Though those those feelings of resentment towards the Jedi Order also eventually defected to her. Ah, um, uh, so may mentorship transference. So there, there, there is blah, blah. a yeah. There there is uh-huh. a there, my my Anakin influence on her yep, yep, for yep. both good and bad reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, their their relationship is actually one of the most emotional relationships in the whole Star Wars. Yeah, I, I've seen, I've seen. Because uh, I've seen reactions to people. Um, so first of all, your live action Ahsoka was like a big, um, big yeah. thing for everyone watching the Mandalorian. And yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'm gonna dig into that later probably. Uh, Chip, let's go with your lightsaber question. I know you wanted to ask this. We have. You mentioned the. Okay, ano ano? Nasabi mo kanina Mika in our pre-show. Fifteen color. Fifteen colors. Oh 15? yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Thought of um. Yellow, Talaga? orange, purple, purple green, red, blue, red. Yeah, they're fifteen. Kung ano man yung nandun sa fallen order, what? yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not exactly. This is um. Shining, oh, shining pink. Huh, wait, no, no. This okay. is um. 
Um, the 15 colors is just basically for for this lightsaber in particular, ah, okay. the one that I that have right so now. That is so cool, by the way, um, guys. We have just, audio right now, but Mika is showing her lightsaber. I, I can. It's so cool. <laughs> that sound. Um, the sound so, that I imitate when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I even if close. even if it comes with sounds, I still imitate it. So, <laughs> oh, okay. so, so like in in fight saber when we're performing, everybody uh-huh. still makes the sounds. Kaya na editing and posting or yeah, mga sound effects sound. Naman. So if you look very closely at our lips, we're like. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I mean like okay. in, in terms of the lightsaber colors, that really depends on the kyber crystal that is inside. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you oh, usually yeah, have yeah, okay. yeah. So you should have the the blue, which I believe are like the guardians, and mm-hmm. then you have the green, which are the mm-hmm. consular, mm-hmm. more intellectual um, uh, Jedi. Then of course you have the and Sith, mm-hmm. or the oh, red, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have you have the you have yellow as well, which is for a very yeah. specific type of Jedi, which are the Temple Guards. Mm-hmm. So only they have the yellow ones. They um OMG, okay. Para ako nagbinapanood yung wiki, pinapanood, binabasi Wikipedia. Mika, I've been looking at that mga information that I can't believe that's coming out of you. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. And and this is and and this is why Ray's reveal. Hmm. In um in the end of the sequel trilogy was like you know for everybody watching oh all that coming in the movie theater we're like oh she's a guard <laughs> she's a devil guard and then ah because yeah, orange yung lightsaber tamang yeah because her her, okay. her lightsaber was an amber ish color so we're like is she a devil guard is she a, like this so we all started oh. speculating <laughs> and everything okay um, okay I know that there are orange I'm not sure what those are there are purple which, which? um purple for example Mace Windu's lightsaber Mace Windu which, yeah, yeah. Which means that they have actually harnessed a bit of the dark side, so yep, um, yep, they yep. have dabbled a bit in the dark arts. So yep, to I've say. read that. I've read the that. Dark okay. Arts. Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. So so Mace Windu apparently has a bit of that side mm. uh, in him, but he was, they are he's still the Jedi. only one, right? He's the only. I, as far as I know, he's the only one who has a purple lightsaber. In in the extended universe, there have been other Jedi with ah, purple lightsaber. Right. But okay. of course, the, the the backstory behind that is that Samuel L. Jackson came into the production yeah. and said, "I want mm. the purple lightsaber." Because he wants yeah. to stand out <laughs> from the like mess of lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. Because he just because he just said, "I want the purple lightsaber, and I'm gonna be the only purple yeah. lightsaber." And yeah. that's just basically the the, yeah. the story. But of course, <laughs> the lore developed, and we have this whole you know backstory <laughs> behind the purple lightsaber. Right, now. right, right. Okay, okay. Your your reaction when Luke came out in The Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah. I have a video of that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a video of that. Okay. Oh, I'll forward it to you guys. Okay, but, please, oh please. Oh my god! I then like I was I lost it. I completely lost it. I, I I we actually like in our Star Wars group we all said, "Okay, guys, this episode is supposed to be." Like the episode video yourselves, and we made like a reaction video where all okay. of us are like watching. So everybody was like basically crying. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've I've seen mashups in YouTube, you know, when yeah. when people react to that. So you know, diehard Star Wars fan. Well, yeah. uh, if you can, Mika, you know, we'd, we'd be more than happy to watch your reactions when, yes, when that happens. I'll, 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 for, I'll forward it to, to, to you guys. I I, okay. I I lost it. I lost it when I saw. <laughs> Luke. That I, it should I, be I fun saw, to watch. Yeah, I saw the mm-hmm. X, the X wing come in, and I was like, "Oh yep, no, yep. no!" And then I heard, I even heard the music. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Hear, you hear a few strings of the thun, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, uh, what's yeah. that? What's Luke's that?" Theme. 
looks him. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the baby Yoda reaction and everything. And then yeah. Asi was like, we're like, who is this? I thought at first it was going to be Ezra, who is from Rebels. Okay. And then, okay. But then his lightsaber, I, the hilt, I recognize the hilt. Chai like, gloves, oh, right? Oh my god! Can I can I swear? Go 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 go! <laughs> I like, go oh, ahead. I was like, I was already like, oh my god! Okay. No no, how can they do this? And I was like, is it Sebastian Stan? Did they do it? Did they? Ah, uh, Sebastian, Sebastian Stan get the blessing from Mark Hamill and and all and then like. Did they, did, did they deep fake that, Nita? Yeah, Yung... they did. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, CGI. Kind of scary, but at least it was like, apparently Mark Hamill was there. Mm, um, mm, yes. Uh, and his presence. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, in Chip, so I'd like to introduce to you our. So many things that I really like to add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to introduce so to you our new game high member, our Star Wars expert, Mika. <laughs> Um, Mika, honestly, we could have we could spend no, like an episode just talking two. to you. Let's do a part yeah. two. Sure, sure. About Star Wars. We, we could probably let's spend um, episodes one. with you about Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's if we let's, let's do that probably. If in you're the free, kung free ka lang yeah. naman Mika. Sure, let's do sure, a part yeah. Two. Um, of, uh, but Star Wars. Let's let's, let's call it a geek out episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like this episode. though. This was this is very chill. This is this yeah, is very right? chill. So I like so I like it. Yeah. Anytime, okay. guys. Let me know. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's so all right. So we don't want to keep too much of our your time, Mika. Let's let's go to our match point. Now, uh, let's just summarize, right? I think the geek side things, you know, Star Wars and stuff like that, we we, we can put that let's aside. Set that aside for another but episode. But we we want to yeah, know talk about esports. Yeah, <laughs> we we want to push back. We we want to push back and and just talk about you know your summary, your final thoughts on what we covered. So from from esports. So I'd like to lead our match point, your match point, with this question. You might have touched on this already um, for a bit, but where do you think esports is headed right now? Right now, so that's something that I'm looking for the answer to myself, and I would very much like. To, this is actually I posted a status message not mm-hmm. too long ago, actually asking mm-hmm. that question because I wanted to get insights from my seniors, mm-hmm. um, those in the back end, those in marketing, those dealing with the companies, those de- dealing with the publishers and everything. So I was like asking, guys, can I actually retire in esports? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I actually get you know the the nice you know beach house? Uh, that I want to retire on in esports, mm-hmm. is it possible? <clears throat> so I got a bunch of different answers. Um, I guess in summary, the whole direction is nobody really knows where it's going, but mm-hmm. everybody is set. Everybody is pretty much um, adamant that this is a train that they need to be on. Yep. And I'm talking about not just streamers, not just like individuals like you and me, but big brands. Mm, big, mm-hmm. big brands, big global brands, mm. are pretty much set on this as well. Twenty twenty yep. kind of cemented that desire even more, um, yep. that they need to be on this train. And yep. right now, it's looking like for um, for uh, a lot of these big brands, that this is the key to actually getting out of the pandemic slump. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. There, nobody really knows where it's going. So, like, even even um, people behind the scenes are saying, you know, we can't guarantee anything. And actually, big um, uh, again, big brands, big names are saying, we know, we we don't. Uh, we'll we'll figure that out together. All we know is that we're in. Mm-hmm. So, I guess where it's going, nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. But it should be somewhere good. Yep. I hope mm-hmm. I'm here, so it better not crash. I, it honestly feels like. 
you're in a car and you guys did a road trip and you're not sure where you're going <laughs> but hopefully it's like in a great place yeah and yep. you know or yeah. it just keeps going right? yeah or it just, just keeps, keeps going. going or it just keeps yeah. going we are we like, there yet <laughs> two, two years from now there could be an entirely different game it's moving so so fast yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. and that's so many trends then right it, it changes from time to time like what you said it's volatile yeah okay yeah all right wow cool so that's our match point everybody uh final buzzer then oh, that, that oh wait. so we, we hear the final buzzer and that's the final buzzer for today's episode that's it everyone um a huge thanks mika oh my god honestly that was a very enjoyable conversation with you with esports indeed, indeed. with I you know geek games you know games Star Wars and stuff like that. We absolutely appreciate you joining us today. So thank you so much. And we look forward to the part two. Yeah. Let's have a part two. We didn't even <laughs> get in, we didn't even get into Marvel. Yeah, yeah we didn't no. <laughs> oh even, yeah, definitely close. we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even get to speak Elvish yet, so Yeah, okay. So, okay, let's let's hold off. Let's hold off. That's a lot of um, great conversations in the future for sure. Uh, but for sure, everybody, uh, please visit, visit us on GameHigh.ph to get the latest content and follow us on Facebook um, and Instagram at the GameHigh.ph. So get yourself updated with what's what. Of course, guys, if you have any suggestions, violent reactions, or basically your thoughts on our current episode, which was absolutely enjoyable, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up in the comment section or message us through our Facebook or Instagram pages. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Chip. And this is Carlo. Cheers, guys. We'll see you then. Ciao.